Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. Would you rather be lazy or be a genius? Hmm. Well, I like the idea of lazy if lazy means somebody is bringing me a mimosa in bed every day and I never have to vacuum again. Right, but right. But I like the idea of being a genius because then I can probably invent things like flying machines and, mm. you know, climate change cures, all those things. Ooh. What about you? What would you rather do? Oof. I mean, if I had to pick, like, I'm leaning towards lazy and, like, also leaning towards my couch. Um, <laughs> you want those mimosas too, don't you? Right, right. I'm like, those are calling to me. But also, like, if I were a genius, you'd think I'd come up with a way to, like, also get mimosas delivered. So, like, what do we do? But hold on, Jolenta. I think you're onto something there. I think we can have the mimosas and we can have someone bring them to us. Maybe we can be both geniuses and lazy at the same time. Interesting. And you know what? There's a book that can tell us how to do this. Ooh, and I am very excited to live by it because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book.
In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. And for this, our ninth season, we are living exclusively by self-help guides that you, our amazing beloved listeners, selected for us to live by. And today, we are living by the lazy genius way. Embrace What Matters, Ditch What Doesn't, and Get Stuff Done by Kendra Adachi. Kendra Adachi is a wife, mother, and devout Christian. While she was still in college, she married her husband and embarked on trying to keep a perfect home. That perfectionism continued as she graduated, took on a job with her church, had three children, and juggled the never-ending work of keeping up appearances. But all that perfectionism took its toll. At least once per month, her body completely shut down from all the cleaning, cooking, childcare, comparing, despairing, and misery, leaving her in bed for days. In time, she began to reassess her life. She realized that she was so fixated on doing what she thought others wanted that she never asked herself what she herself wanted. And she came up with a new approach to life. To be lazy about the things she didn't care about so she could give more attention to the things that did. And that approach led to a blog, a podcast, and her book, The Lazy Genius Way. In The Lazy Genius Way, Adachi urges her readers to look deep into themselves to determine what's important to them, rather than look to society or to all the thinner, prettier, more put-together women in the world. She then lays out 13 principles that have helped her to zero in on her own values and streamline everything else, with most of her attention focused on childcare and housekeeping. And she confesses that while her body still shuts down once per month, she's happier and calmer than she ever was before. Published in 2020, The Lazy Genius Way became an instant New York Times bestseller and led Adachi to writing additional Lazy Genius books, including The Lazy Genius Kitchen. Here's how you do it. Step one, decide once. Limit your decisions by making certain choices once and then never again. For example, give all your children's friends puzzles for their birthdays, wear the same outfit every Monday, or make certain meals on certain days of the week. Step two, start small. Choose an embarrassingly small step you can take to move forward in an area you care about and then do it every day. In Adachi's case, she wanted to develop a daily yoga practice, and her small step was to do a down dog every day. Nothing more. More than a year later, she was still sticking to it. Step three, ask the magic question. Ask, what can I do now to make life easier? Maybe it's preparing lunches the night before to make getting out the door easier in the morning. Maybe it's keeping tote bags by the front door so you don't forget them when you go shopping. Step four, live in the season. Nature's season and your particular season in life all have something to teach you. So look out the window. Look at your life. Be observant and aim to be content where you are right now. Step five, build the right routines. Start small, do one thing that has a major impact, and never forget where you're going. For example, if waking up to a semi-organized house matters to you, make your evening routine a walk through the house during which you collect all of your children's toys and put them away. Step six, set house rules. Is there a fight your family has on a regular basis? Have a conversation together in which you brainstorm ideas for one simple house rule that could keep the frustration from escalating to a fight. For example, if you value a sense of connection at meals, set a no phones at the dinner table rule. Step seven, put everything in its place. 
Make sure everything has a place. And as you put things away, pay attention to what doesn't belong and keep only what matters. Practice a tiny weekly purge and know where something will go before you bring it home. Step eight, let people in. Becoming less of a perfectionist requires letting people into your everyday life without apology. So ask for help even when you're not in a crisis. Don't overthink connection and start small by just inviting somebody over. Step nine, batch it. Work like an assembly line when tackling repetitive tasks. For example, if you're writing out all of your children's school valentines, first tear apart all the cards. Next, go through the class list and write down each student's name on each card. Finally, go back through the cards and sign your child's name on each one. Step 10, essentialize. Name what matters to you. Remove what gets in the way and only keep the essentials. For example, if a functioning bathroom is important to you but bathroom decor is not, remove all the extras and only keep what's necessary like soap, towels, toilet paper, and a single all-purpose bathroom cleaner. Step 11, go in the right order. What drives you crazy? In the case of dishes, is it that your husband washes the large pots by hand before all the dishes are even in the kitchen? To calm the crazy, gather up all the dishes first. Load the plates, cups, and cutlery into the dishwasher, then do the hand washing afterward. Or, if your husband's help matters more than the order of things, focus on that. In short, remember what matters, calm the crazy, and trust yourself. Step 12. Schedule rest. Name what makes you feel whole and find ways to experience those things on a seasonal, weekly, and daily basis. Begin by putting just one day on the calendar every three months if the task feels too daunting. And if you're a Christian, remember that doing it all doesn't make God prouder of you. In fact, Jesus is always happy to carry you. Step 13, be kind to yourself. Value who you are now and lovingly accept yourself without comparison to the past or future. Reflect on how you're becoming more yourself and celebrate one accomplishment that matters to you today. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. All righty, Jolenta. Let's start with you. I want to hear all about how you were lazy and or a genius. Did you get some mimosas delivered to you in bed? Tell me all about it. Well, Kristen, this may shock you, but I sort of almost went in order with this one. Ooh, yeah, really? yeah, you hate going in order. I know, but there are so many steps. It was one of the only ways to keep track of them all. <laughs> so this means you started with uh, step one, deciding once? Yes, I did. Uh, and since it was the holiday season... Brad and I decided once about the kind of gifts we were going to get everyone in our lives. We decided we were going to get functional gifts. Woo! Yeah. Oh, Yay. I love functional gifts. Who I love doesn't? them. You need them. <laughs> yes, yes. I got my mom a granny cart for like dragging groceries around <gasps> town. Oh, now that mm-hmm. she's a Brooklynite, she needs that. Yeah, yes. she's already, she complains every time she gets groceries. She's like, my arms. And I'm like, I know. I know what to get you. Uh, <laughs> I got Brad a new sweater to replace one that shrunk and or he may have grown out of. Hard to tell. <laughs> oh, haven't we all? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we even went out on a limb and got Brad's sister a power drill because she was moving soon and had never had one. <laughs> Oh my gosh, a drill is such a good present. I am a huge Mm. fan of, if you can only have like three tools in your house, make sure one of them is a drill. 
Oh, interesting. I, on the other hand, was worried about that one. (laughs) I was like, is this too much? Is this like getting someone like just a hammer and a piece of wood? Uh, So (laughs) once it was delivered, I checked with Brad to see how it went over. She sent me like an elated text going, how did you know that I wanted this? I didn't even know I wanted this. Okay. This is perfect. I get more and more excited the more I look at it. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, no. Good, good, good. Knocked it out of the park. Yeah. What did you do after that? Kristen, I do have to confess, not every gift was, like, so, so functional. But that is okay because these, like, possibly borderline frivolous gifts did come in handy to do steps two and four. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Step two is to start small, and step four is live in the season. Exactly. So... The gift was a face roller, Kristen. A face roller. Oh, those are those little, like, um, marble rolling pins for your yeah, face? Yeah, you roll, like, yeah, you get them cool, <laughs> they roll all over. And funnily enough, my mother and I bought each other the same face roller that had been popularized by a real housewife of Beverly Hills. It's got little massage stones in it. It makes a weird little pattern on your face that feels like fingers giving you an actual facial. It's lovely. Ooh. And I thought, hey... I'm going to do something small every day to remind myself to stay wintry and cozy, which is the season we are in. And I copied what my mom started doing because she put her roller on her bedside table and she rolls her little face with it after she gets settled into bed every night. And I was like, what a great winter ritual slash small step. So I do the same now. Every night I get into bed and I keep my roller on my bedside table. It does look like some very strange sex toy, but it is not. And (laughs) I roll it around on my face before I fall asleep. Oh, that sounds really nice. It's a A nice, nurturing winter treat for yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, what did you do after that? So next it was time for step three. Step three is ask that magic question. Yep, yep, yep. And Brad and I asked ourselves what we could do to make life easier right now. And that question was easy to answer. The answer was organize our linen closet. Uh, A lot of the practical gifts we asked for for the holidays were towels and sheets. And because of those great, beautiful gifts, our linen closet looks more like a a fabric avalanche than a closet. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there. Those of us who are lucky enough to have closets, we all know what this feels like. So we went through everything. We refolded it all. We sorted it out. So like the sheets and towels are separate again, and the sheets are sort of with their mates. And we pulled out the sort of tattered ones. So the ones that are like held together by sweat now somehow. You know those sheets? (laughs) Yes. We're like, how have they gotten thicker? I don't trust that. Um, And we collected those up to give to a local animal shelter. And now our linen closet is a dream. And I checked with Brad to see if he enjoyed our lazy genius linen closet. Oh, I meant to ask you. When you got out the sheets and stuff to make the bed, was it nice? Was it a better experience in the closet? It was, definitely. Yeah. It was nice knowing that, um, like, I knew where the fitted sheets were and I knew where the other sheets were. And it was just like very easy, just boop, boop, boop. 
Oh, that sounds like a lazy genius success, Jolenta. As easy as boop, boop, boop. (laughs) And what did you do after that? I ended my first week with a combo of steps five and six. That is build the right routine and set house rules. Yes, exactly. And first, I set a house rule. And that rule is the last person on the couch should tidy up the blanket and the pillows and the cushions on it so it doesn't look like a shit show the next morning. That is something that gets argued about a bit in my house and drives us like both a little crazy. So like, why not make a rule about it? It's a bummer to wake up to. And I added for myself, reminding Brad to deal with the couch to my evening routine, (laughs) because usually he is working when I go to bed. Often he's moved from a desk to the couch, and he's the one who leaves the couch in shambles. So here I am doing my routine of reminding Brad of the house rule on my way to bed. When you're done with the couch, will you be sure to like straighten her up? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, that's my plan. Great, great. Just so we wake up to a fresh couch. Fresh couch, fresh day, fresh life. Oh, Jolenta, I don't know if a dachi meant that your routine should be ordering other people around. Reminding, reminding (laughs) of a rule. (laughs) But if that's what works for you, so be it. Um, It's It's just how the cookie crumbled. (laughs) And did it make you both feel better? Mm -hmm. The next morning, I woke up to a beautiful, fresh couch and day and life. And I also woke up to the beginning of week two. So we are going to have to stop my story right here. And it's time to hear about your first week living by the lazy genius way. Kristen, so curious how you handled all these 13 steps. Where did you start? I started with step three. All right. That is ask the magic question. Yes. And it was prompted by a frustrating conversation that Dean and I have at least once a week. All right. So we just need toothpaste and um, toilet paper. Uh, crap. I forgot a mask. Um, I'll, I'll go back just, No, no, no. Just take one of the masks from your handbag. I don't one of those stinky masks from your handbag. They've been oh. in there for months and they've been on your face. It's like a pair of underpants <laughs> that you wore for a day and a half and then put in your bag. I keep an extra with me all the time for that reason. Oh, my God. Exactly. And, you, um, you know, I'm just going to go up to four flights. Ah, uh, yes. I believe this is a conversation that happens thousands of times a day, maybe even hundreds of thousands of times a day (laughs) in walk-up buildings around the world. Yes, that big question. Is it worth it? Should I walk back up all those stairs? Do I need that fresh mask or can I use this dank one? Do I need an umbrella? Yes, 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 yes. All those sad questions. So Dean and I knew that we needed to cut down on this conversation slash argument. And the answer came to us in step six and step seven. Okay, so step six is set house rules. And step seven is put everything in its place. Interesting. Exactly, exactly. So as we walked to the grocery store, we decided our new house rule would be to always grab a fresh COVID mask on the way out the door. And to make that easier, when we got home, Dean put little mask hooks up on the inside of the front closet so we would see those masks every time we grabbed a coat. 
So smart putting it in that place. So you'll see it. Oh, and then remember the rule. It's like one begets the other. It's like turning into a chicken before the egg situation. All of that, indeed, it was. (laughs) And while Dean put up those hooks, I did step nine. That is batch it. Yes. And reminder, for this step, we're supposed to do tasks kind of assembly line style. In Adachi's case, she has this special system for unloading groceries that I tried to replicate. But by the time Dean was done hanging up those little mask hooks, Mm. I was still at it. Listen. (laughs) Are you still unloading groceries? We've cut back like 15 minutes I know, ago. I know, but first I had to unload everything, and then I had to put everything into certain categories, then I had to move all the categories to the right place in the house, and now I'm putting the piles of different categories of items away. And then once I'm done with all of that, then I can put away the bags by putting them back by the door. But this is assembly line style, so I have to like break everything up into different tasks first. Or do you want me to get you like a shopping cart? <laughs> So you can unload the bags into the shopping cart, categorized, and then walk through the house and put them back in the right place, <laughs> like you're restocking the supermarket. Also, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so cute. I want my own grocery cart. I know you would. That's why I suggested it. But no, this is insane. Like, you've now spent more than 20 minutes unloading three bags of groceries. <laughs> 20 minutes. Seven minutes per. What's up with that? Seven minutes per bag. Do you know how long it took that person in the supermarket to put the things in the bag? Not seven minutes. That person was you. I know. I know. (laughs) Anywho, I feel like this assembly line grocery unloading thing probably fits someone's lifestyle better if they live in like a giant suburban McMansion and they have like 25 bags of groceries. Right. Maybe they have to walk up multiple flights of stairs to put fabric softener by a, you know, laundry machine. I don't know. Oh, right. I forget, like, people put things places other than just their kitchen. (laughs) That's where, like, all my cleaning supplies are, too. And, like, my laundry detergent and, like, you know, my hosiery, probably. (laughs) Yeah. But for me and you, Jolenta, with our lifestyle, I just don't think this assembly line Mm. thing worked so well. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. So what did you do afterwards? I hope it worked better. Well, while Dean and I finished bumping into each other trying to put away the last of the groceries, it hit me. Now's the time to do step 10. Essentialize. It's my favorite one to say. (laughs) Yes. And for this one, I thought, you know what's essential in this kitchen that there's not enough of? Space. Our kitchen is so tiny, Jolenta. It is a tiny, tiny square. And the only way we can both be in the tiny square at the same time without bumping into each other is to choose opposite corners. And uh, we were really feeling it while we put away the last of those groceries. But here's the real issue for me and Dean. Multiple times a day, we both just want to be in the one corner that has my kettle and his espresso machine and all of our teas and coffees. It's a constant fight over that corner. So I came up with an idea. No, but hear me out. What if we turned the breakfast bar into a beverage station? Like, you know when you're staying at a hotel and they have the, like, beverage station by the front desk? We're going to need a waffle maker. No, <laughs> just like the beverage, I, I just we, just like your espresso machine and my jug and then like the coffee and the teas and everything. And think about how much counter space that would free up in the kitchen, actually. We won't be bumping into each other anymore. Well, I love bumping into you first thing in the morning as we wait for our coffee to be ready. But it's not just in the morning. It's like 17 times a day. That's and then cool. the breakfast bar right now, what's it being used for? Mm-hmm. 
temporary storage. <laughs> <laughs> like your multiple jars of coins and your, your tools. Mail. Where will you put it? So yeah, we turned the breakfast bar into a beverage station. I am so proud of it. I took pictures of it. I'm going to post them on social. I mean, the coins can go elsewhere. Um, and I'm so excited to see a picture. We'll put it put it up on the Insta. So yeah, while we were arranging our breakfast bar beverage station, full disclosure, we just took everything that was on there and threw it on the ground. But after that, I sorted through it. I threw out the junk. I put Dean's coins with his other stuff in his bedside table where he has a bunch of other junk that's in that bedside table. And then I decided I was ready to do two things. Start Mm -hmm. small and adopt a new routine for the rest of that junk. That is step two and step five. Yes. So here's what I did. I decided for the rest of that junk, which is AKA my mail and receipts, I decided I'd choose one piece of mail each night and deal with that single piece of mail as I watched dumb TV before bed. And uh, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I hate dealing with mail. Yeah, I was like, this has come up before, like mail piles and an aversion to touching them or looking at them. Exactly, exactly. But also an aversion to just like a mass recycling. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But I figured if I was pairing my mail with dumb TV, you know what? This is going to be a breeze. Right. But honestly, Jolenta, yeah, it was not a breeze. No, I just got to tell you right here and now. I thought it would now. like open itself once you like turned on the Golden no. Girls or no, something. No, sadly, sadly, dealing with bills, trying to get off mailing lists, writing checks, organizing receipts, mm. all of this stuff just made me feel more tense at night. It did not set me up to feel more calm in the morning. It didn't give me less to wake up to in the morning. It just made me more stressed out. So after that, I decided to do something I knew for sure would reduce my stress and make me happy. Good. It was a cross between step four and step one. Okay. So step four is live in the season. And step one is decide once. Yes. And uh, since we were in the holiday season, a.k.a. my favorite time of year, I figured why not combine all my tidying with gift giving? And so I decided— I'd give everybody on my side of the family stuff that was just sitting around the house. That's right. (laughs) Stuff that I was organizing, stuff that I was finding in the bottoms of closets, just stuff. And I told all of my side of the family, you can do the same for me. Nobody has to go out and buy anything. The only thing you have to pay for is postage. And once we all agreed on that, I packed up loads of books, lotions, candles, and other stuff from around the house. I boxed all that stuff up. I sent everything off. And I called it an end to week one. Wow, wow, wow. What a lazy freaking genius. I can't wait to hear what you come up with in week two. Uh, but first, we have a question for all of you. Are you a genius? Are you lazy? <laughs> no. Um, have you lived by the lazy genius way? Have you read it? Uh, are you one of those people who voted for us to live by it? Why? Tell us everything you want to tell us at facebook.com slash groups slash btb pod it's always a very cool very lively conversation over there i like lurking i'll admit it um you can also email us at kristen and jalenta at gmail.com and don't forget to check our instagram for a picture of kristen's hotel style drink bar it's at by the book pod <laughs> 
summer. The best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Okay, Jolenta, we are back and it's time to hear about your second week of living by the lazy genius way. Well, Kristen, my second week started with some drama. Brad briefly went to visit an aunt who was recently diagnosed with cancer and surprise, surprise, he got exposed to COVID. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So so sorry. It sucked. Everyone was very worried about his aunt. And then we remembered, oh, shit, I'm also on high doses of immunosuppressants for my lupus and I shouldn't be getting sick with anything on top of like trying to get that under control. So the second we found that out, I packed up some necessities and the dog, like, cause I deserve it and went to stay with my mom while Brad quarantined. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my whole week too was at my mom's scene change. My gosh. I am so sorry. And I'm so thankful that at least you have your mom's place to crash at. I know. I felt like profoundly lucky where I was like, this would be a lot harder if like I was like, Brad, I'm locking you in a room. Sorry. (laughs) Mm. And once you got to your mom's place, then what did you do? So I decided I would start with step eight because I needed it. Yes. Step eight is let people in. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I got to my mom's place, I texted my friends, Chris and Michelle, in our group chat. They're my comedy friends. And I told them what was going on and that I was stressed out. And I asked them to send me some funny stuff to take my mind off of shit. And they did. They sent me, like, cute pictures of themselves. They sent me funny gifts. And... um It was nice and totally helped lighten my mood just having that sort of text chat going throughout the day. So thank you, Chris and Michelle. Oh, that's so nice. That's Mm -hmm. so nice. And what did you do after that? I decided I would just do some chores for my mom the lazy genius way because, you know, she moved a couple months ago. Her place is still in that moving disarray. That's so horrible. Um, She's amassed a large collection of cardboard boxes and, like, packing materials. And my mom has chosen to throw all of those materials and boxes into this one sort of pantry room she has. And it's like this scary looming pile of debris. Uh, It was very overwhelming to look at. So I thought it would be a good place to try out step nine. Ah, yes. Good old batching it. Batch Mm -hmm. that stuff. Yeah. I batched that damn room full of trash (laughs) and recyclables. 
Uh, while my mom was in charge of gathering up and disposing of the non-recyclable materials, I broke down all the cardboard. But, Kristen, I did it in batches. First, I broke down these weird, super thick, like, multi-layered corner protector pieces of cardboard. They were, like, crazy hard. And so I, like broke those down all at once. I went, found them all, broke them all down. Then I went and got all the big boxes, broke those all down at once, tossed them in a pile. Then I went and got all the small boxes that were left and broke them down. Then, Kristen, I put all the cardboard that was already in piles, just tied them up in little bundles that you could carry, and then I was done. Listen. Like, look, we did a good job. We just, like, organized all this whole room. Oh, I know. I'm impressed with us. Yeah, it looks really nice. I mean, it was, I really appreciated cleaning. It kind of overwhelmed me. Yeah, I figure it was overwhelming as a task to just, as like a one-off task, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so to have it be part of your moving in the, a whole jobs task. would be like uh, too overwhelming. So I was glad, like, thank you for letting me take care of it. Oh, that was really nice. Batching really worked for you. Mm-hmm. It did not work for me in my groceries, but it clearly worked there. Uh, full disclosure, Jolenta's mom's house is about 10 times the size of mine. So maybe it works better just in large spaces. It's it's disturbingly large. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you do after that, Jolenta? So after that, I got to work with putting things in their place because my mom needed it. <laughs> Uh, Yes, and putting things in their place, that is good old step seven. Exactly. So my mom in the corner of her living room has just this like pile. It's not a pile, but just like an area full of dining room chairs facing every which way, like sort of bunched up in a corner, like eight or 10 of them. I can't remember the number. And it's in this weird clump, like across from her couch. So when you're like sitting and relaxing on the couch, it looks like a small orchestra, like had an emergency and like all had to get up at once and like shoved their chairs out of the way, like just across from you. Like it's a lot. So, and her back is bad. So I get it. She would tackle that really slowly, but I was like, you know what, mom, I'm going to put all those chairs in their place. And I quickly brought them all into the dining room, put them around the dining room table, put the extras like along the wall. She told me to put them along and it was a done. Nice. Nice. So simple, but makes such a difference in a room just to have the chairs facing the right way. Yeah. Makes just such to a difference. like not be looking at a jumble of chairs. <laughs> and what did you do after that? I essentialized. You love that word. It's right. kind of like jazzercise, but it's actually more exciting, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really <laughs> enjoy it. Or like, reminds me of like bedazzling, essentializing. <laughs> I don't know. And reminder, essentializing is step 10. Mm-hmm. And I decided I would try essentializing a visit from Brad. Ooh, interesting. How, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. So Brad had to drop off some medicine for me that got delivered to our house, but that I needed at my mom's house. Um, And I was really excited to also, like, get a glimpse of him during this exchange. So I thought, hey, what if I made this handoff more about us checking in with each other than just getting the medicine? 
So I came up with a plan. He would leave my meds outside the front door. We'd do that exchange. And then he'd go sit on a bench outside one of my mom's windows. And that way we could talk through the window at a safe distance. Oh, my God. It's just like Tony and Maria. And you're Maria here in the window. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Maria. We're more like a Romeo and Juliet, but sure. Or no. Jolanta. Oh, that's I a good just one. met a girl named Jolanta. How did it go? How did it go? Well, it was lovely. The handoff was a breeze. He knew exactly what I meant when I told him where to go. And we had like a nice visit through a window with masks on still um, and talked for like 30 minutes. Here we are saying goodbye. Tell Frank to be good. I'll be so good. I love you, Papa. I miss you, Papa. I love you. Save me. Help. (laughs) You're a good husband. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Ride safe. I love you, too. (laughs) Ride safe and tell me when you get home. Okay. Oh, that seems like a wonderful solution to a tough situation. Yes. Beautiful, Jolenta. It was very nice. It was sweet. And, like, it was kind of sad. Frank, when he saw Bride, he got all excited and started, like, licking the screen of the window. (laughs) It tried to give him kisses. But, yeah, I was glad I planned it out. I mean, essentialized it out. (laughs) (laughs) And what did you do after that? After that, I moved on to step 11. That is go in the right order. Mm-hmm. So another chore I told my mom I would do for her is help her exchange a gift that she got, which, uh, while simple, is still an annoying job. Like the return label needed to be printed and like also this return sheet that goes in the package. And I had no idea if my mom's printer worked or not. And of course, neither did she. And it hit me, wait, this is two chores, not one. And I've been doing them in the wrong order. This task wasn't just to exchange shit. It was to set up her printer and also exchange shit. I was trying to skip the first part, Kristen. I had to go in the right order. (laughs) Ah! Um, But once I started thinking of it that way, I like stopped, took a breath and went to set up her printer, which definitely took a hot second. Load plain paper. Oh. Hmm. Does it not have paper? If, if it doesn't have a nut. Oh, it's got pushed forward. Mm, it needs to go from, back. From the move. No, it's not on the way in. It is. Sometimes the first piece will be blank, as you Does yours do that? It, it's coming. But Kristen, I did eventually get it working. It took longer than breaking down the boxes. But once I completed that task, it was super easy to then print out a label and a return slip. And I'm happy to report that my mom's return is in the mail. Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And how did you finish off the week? To finish out the week, I did a step 12 and step 13 combo, Kristen. Alrighty, and step 12 is schedule rest, and step 13 is be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, Kristen, uh, you may know this, but I love getting my hair done. Mm-hmm. I find it relaxing and recharging, and I finally have enough hair to, like, get a teeny trim. So, lucky for me, my mom is a hairdresser, probably why I love getting my hair done. <laughs> so... 
I scheduled a time for a haircut with her to uh, be kind to myself. And uh, here we are finishing up my trim. That's pretty good. Wow. Thanks so much, Mommy. <sighs> See, that's... It feels oh, nice. clear. Yeah. It literally feels like nicer than it wants to flow. It literally looks better already. Yeah. And I'll take a cute. shower and like shape it. Thank you. Uh, sure. It look like it it looks like a real hairdo. And Jolenta, looking at the screen right now, I can confirm it does look like a real hairdo. You look like a beautiful pixie with a beautiful pixie haircut, but it's a little edgier, a little bit more Brooklyn. Very pretty. You look It has terrific. an actual shape to it. <laughs> you look really good. I mean, Thank you always you. look good, but I love Thank your new haircut. You. you look terrific. Um, yeah, it was a really good way to end my second week living by the lazy genius way. But Kristen, I want to hear about your second week living by the lazy genius way. How did it go? What was it like? How'd you kick things off? Well, I started off pretty excited because I decided I would dive in with step eight. And that is letting people in. What a nice step. You you like that kind of step, right? I love that kind of step. I'm a bit of a social butterfly. And uh, it hit me. My book club, the one I've been with for 10 years straight. Oh, we have heard of this book club. Yeah, we rotate houses usually, and uh, during COVID, we've been doing all of our meetings remote, but recently, since everybody's double-vaxxed and boosted, we said, let's go back to our old way of doing things, rotate houses, and now that construction is done on my apartment, it is time for me to host. I invited everybody in. I was so excited to step eight, left and right, so I shot off a note to everyone in the club, but then just an hour later, this happened. Donna has COVID. Oh, that's oh, not exciting. No, and she's feeling really lousy. Oh, that's not good. There's a lot of people getting infected, although in theory it's milder. It seems like it. I hope it's the same for Donna. She says she's been in bed for two weeks. Oh, gosh. Oh, that doesn't sound good. God, this sucks. Oh, that's awful. Uh, just when it seemed like things were getting better, freaking Omicron comes and ruins everything, and shits on letting people in. Yes, it does. I mean, you know from personal experience in yeah. your own household. I couldn't let my husband in. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I it just sucks. hate it so much. Uh, to say I hate it is such an understatement. Right. Uh, it wasn't just Donna. In the coming days, it turned out that one of my old coworkers no. came down with it. The entire family that lives upstairs from us has it right oh, now. Oh, no. Um, any plans we had to meet with people during the holiday season, even just for an outdoor drink, mm-hmm. we canceled all of those plans. Obviously, the book club, we're right. going back to remote. It was such a bummer. And I realized the only way out of this is step 12. And that is schedule rest. Interesting. Yes. yes. And uh, specifically, I had a little talk with myself. I said, Kristen, You're allowed to just be sad for a couple of days and go to bed early and check out of life and not be responsible and just read celebrity gossip. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did, you know. But here's the punchline, Jolenta. I would get so sucked in to the gossip that I would then accidentally staying up until well past 3 a.m. every night. And then when my alarm went off in the morning, I was so tired, I just felt worse about the entire world. (laughs) And that's when I realized... I needed to enlist step 11. 
Okay, that's go in the right order. That is a helpful one. (laughs) Yes. So instead of giving myself a nightly break to read addictive celebrity gossip, I decided I would instead start each morning by visiting a couple of sites while I waited for the kettle to boil at our new beverage station. Nice. And I also came up with a new way to be kind to myself. And that is step 13 right there. Yes. Each day, no matter how cold it was, I went on a walk and I called somebody I loved. You know, a lot of people don't pick up the phone when you call, so that's fine. Not everybody picked up, but a lot of people did. I called my sister. I called friends in Minnesota. I called friends in New York. And that's how I learned that one of my friends I hadn't talked to in a while had COVID. And she was in quarantine in an apartment just a few blocks from me. Mm. And that gave me an idea. Maybe instead of being kind to myself, I should try to be kind to someone else because being kind to others always lifts my spirit. So I picked up a giant bag of groceries. Nice. And then Dean and I walked over and dropped that bag of groceries off on her doormat. We were fully masked, of course. And uh, here I am calling her when we arrived because we decided we are not going to see each other face-to-face. We're only going to call. Yeah, I'm here, but don't come outside. We're just going to leave these no, on the no, doormat. Please continue to get some rest. We're just going to leave these on the doormat, okay? Thank you. I hear you. Okay, please, please, please feel better soon. We're so sorry you're sick again, honey. We hope you feel better, Wilson. Oh, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you heard that last part there. We're sorry you're sick again. Mm-hmm. It's because this is her second time having COVID. No, that sucks so much. This pandemic is the worst. It's never ending and just gets weirder. Um, But, you know, dropping that off, it did make us feel a lot better And we were in good spirits, and I didn't think anything would top that feeling until we got back to our apartment, and there was a box waiting for us. It was from my sister. Here we are opening it. Oh, wow. Ooh. Citrus? What are these little things? These little... Those are kumquats. No, 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 no. The kumquats are the orangey ones, the the green ones. Oh, those are um, finger limes. Oh, my God. Mm. I I do not know what those are. Mmm. Here. Mm. I thought you were supposed to eat the whole thing when it's a kumquat. Just mm. the skin. Really? Just the skin. You sure? Yeah. Hmm. This is so nice. I think this is the best Christmas present they've ever sent us. That's right, Jolenta. For Christmas, my sister sent us a giant box of produce from her garden in Arizona. What? Listen up. We had pomegranates. We had pomelos. We had peppers. We had finger limes. We had oranges. We had those kumquats, which Dean and I are still in fierce disagreement about how you eat. That is not how I have seen people who have kumquats in their garden eat them. They eat the whole thing, just not like the top leafy part. I need Dean to hear this conversation. I wish he were. I mean, I don't know the rule. Maybe like I've been getting poisoned my whole life, but who knows? (laughs) I don't know. I assume it's poison is why you wouldn't eat it. I made that up. Please do not like quote beyond this. (laughs) Oh my God. We need to figure that out. Listeners, tell us what you're doing with your kumquats. Yes, give us your kumquat thought. (laughs) Hashtag kumquat thought. (laughs) Anywho, we loved the box of fruit. And even better, my sister reached out and said, that she and her husband and kids loved the giant box of junk I sent so much that they asked, can we do this every year from now on? Uh, To paraphrase what my niece and nephew said, more junk from Aunt Christie's New York apartment, please. That's what we want (laughs) next year for Christmas. That's incredible. (laughs) I love it. 
One <laughs> podcaster's junk. One podcaster's junk is a niece and nephew's treasure. Oh, yes. Such a beautiful ending. It really was a great way to end living by the lazy genius way. All right. Um, up next, it's just verdict time. But first, we're going to take one more quick break. Yes. But while we're away, if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Just hit those five stars. It would make us so happy. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All righty, Jolenta. It is time to get down to business. Naughty business. No, just kidding. No. It's time to get down to business. Did the lazy genius way actually work? Would we recommend it? Okay. Let's see. Let's start with the fact that I did like some of the advice in this book. Like some of it definitely worked for me. Batching, essentializing, letting people in. Those are all good things, I would say. Um, it Also, some of the advice helped me tackle a ton of chores for my mom in ways that I probably wouldn't. Like that printer thing like, was a minor revelation. But <laughs> that being said, I did not care for this book's approach. It's like oversimplified at first, but then it gets really wordy and the point of each chapter gets sort of diluted. And the format involves so many personal stories from the author. And she always goes through like her failed lazy way of trying something and her failed genius way of trying something before just giving like the damn like lazy genius advice. And most of her stories like heavily involve Christianity or sort of like patriarchal values and like they alienated me. Like also, I thought this book would be about doing less work than it was. <laughs> it was it was very much about doing lots of work, but sort of hacking it so you can almost like trick yourself into feeling like it isn't a ton of work or in some ways just like how to approach a ton of work. But it's not about like relaxing and hanging out, which I thought it would be about. I thought it would be some sort of like Hugo meets getting things done. Um, mm. so like, yeah, it helped me do some shit, but I would say you can find this productivity advice in a simpler format or one that comes without the sort of like mommy blog vibe, um, like getting things done. That was a better book. And it didn't like bait and switch me with the promise of like being lazy in the title. So <laughs> not a huge recommend from me. How about you, Kristen? Well, some parts of this 
book did work in my life. I'm not going to deny it. My new coffee station, yes, this is the best use of our breakfast bar we've ever had. Much better than the multiple jars of coins and all of my mail and receipts. Much better than being the old dumping ground for recyclables. It was like a few months back. Our new beverage station is the bomb. We love it. Um, So that's good. And, you know, it's nice to have a new system now for our masks. We have not forgotten new fresh masks since we nice. put up those new hooks in our nope. uh, front no closet. No roadie purse masks? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no dirty underwear masks, Dean? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm just going to say that one rule that my family and I set up with, you know, our Christmas gifts, we're doing yeah. that year after year now. That, that was, was kind of such genius. a success. If you've got like good shit, which I feel like Kristen does. Kristen's like full of surprises where I'm like, oh no, I have like a used candle. I just accumulate so many books accidentally. So, you know, sending somebody a box of bestsellers from the last year, it always makes people happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, some of the stuff worked great. But I got to agree with you on a lot of this, Jolenta. There are just too many rules. And frankly, a lot of the rules kind of sound like other rules already. So, why is this? Yeah. So, why is this not just seven rules when so many of the rules overlap so much that you and I essentially just combine the rules because we couldn't really tell the difference anyway? It's just too many rules that sound the same. And I got to agree with you about the patriarchy of this book. Throughout it, I was just yelling, like, what is your husband doing? Where is he this whole time? Oh, great. When you were first married before you had kids, he helped you with dishes, but you didn't agree with how he did dishes? Like, really? This is the only thing your husband's ever done? And frankly, your kids are old enough to help out. Why are you doing their Valentine's homework for them? It's all about, like, doing all the picking up after the kids. And I thought it would also be more about, like, how to, like, help get your kids motivated to, like, want to, Be self-sufficient you know, and do their own stuff. Take care of themselves in that way so you don't <laughs> yeah. have to. But it's like, no, here's just, just, like, pick it up on your way to bed or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that that takes all of the duties of the household and puts them on her Instead of, frankly, doing what you did with Brad, where you delegated, and it's like, you're the last person in bed every night. You're the one who puts the blankets and pillows away on the couch before we go to bed, because Mm -hmm. that makes sense since he's the last person up. But why would you not do the same thing with your kids? You're the last person to play with these toys. Why don't you put them in the toy bucket? Why is it your job, mommy, to do it? (laughs) But it happens over and over again. And I just, yeah, to go back to those Valentines, I was so mad, like, That is actually an assignment teachers give to help your child learn penmanship. But you are actually doing that for them? This makes no sense to me that you're doing all of this stuff for your kids and for your husband. I don't know. There's just a lot of these things that are inserted that I don't agree with. And maybe if you live in a more patriarchal, more uh, fundamentalist Christian household— Maybe this book's good for you because these really are your roles every day. Maybe your roles every day are to do your kid's homework and yeah. to clean up after your kid and to clean up after your husband and to be the only one who does all this, even though you already have a job, which she does. But for the rest of us who are not in a patriarchal household and who maybe don't want to live this way, I just think this book's not going to be a good fit. Yeah. I hope that it was a bestseller because lots of people felt like me and got the bait and switch. But like, wait, this is just doing a bunch of work. Well, that's it for this episode of By the Book. 
huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, our producers Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Daisy Rosario. They're all geniuses. Mm -hmm. Thanks also to Andy Christens. This is her last episode working with us. Andy, we have absolutely adored having you on the show this whole time. We love you. You are a superstar, and we are so excited to see what you do next. She's always doing great things. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos for performing it. And stay in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts on the Lazy Genius Way. Did it work for you? Have you found other ways? Are you a genius who is lazy? Send us your questions, your thoughts, any suggestions you have to kristenandjalenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at By the Book Pod. And our Instagram is also at By the Book Pod. Look at pictures there. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Step nine, batch it. Work let... Batch it. <laughs> Step nine, batch, batch it. it. I know. <laughs> it sounds like I'm saying bat shit. Like batshit oh crazy? Oh my god, now I'll never unhear that. Okay. Stitcher. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.